Hello and welcome to There Will Be Film. I'm your host, Nathan Darcy-Roberts. This is the show where we test comedians on their taste and knowledge in film. I'm here once again with team captains Heidi Regan and Stuart Laws. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect introduction from Heidi and Stuart there. And we, they are here with um, Margaret Caborn-Smith and Alistair Beckett-King. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hi. Can we claim our team member? You may claim them now. <laughs> Alistair Beckett-King, you're mine. Yes, I've never been picked first. Yeah. Oh, this is years and years of PE. <laughs> That's a distant memory now as, as old sporty stew, captain of the team, has picked ABK. Sorry, Margaret. I guess I'll take mine. Bad oh, luck. It's a battle of the double barrel. <laughs> mm. Wow. I was about to say, you're, you sounded very brave, Hart, going, like claiming uh, Prima Nocta, which I know is <laughs> not a nice thing, but you were just like, can I claim my teammate as is my right? <laughs> no, we have Prima Nocta here on There Will Be Film. Yeah, like, whoever yeah, wins yeah. <laughs> gets to do as they please. Okay. So this is the first time that Double Barreled has outranked single-barreled surnames on a oh. podcast ever. Uh, yeah, whereas in broader culture, it happens all the time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We have to do any task the double-barreled ask of us. <laughs> oh, this is going to be really fun. Well, I don't feel I count because I'm technically middle name, not uh, double-barreled. So I'm kind of a Trojan horse in that I'm full of little Greek men. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when you say you're catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, whoa. Was the horse normal-sized and the Greek men were small? <laughs> yeah, they were... T- they were really, really small. <laughs> if you go into the Acropolis, like, it's oh, tiny. tiny Greek guys all over me. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. I'm thrown by Darcy being your middle name. Yeah. Mm. That feels like it can only be a last name. Yeah, especially with the... Pride apostrophe and oh. in it. No, yeah, yeah. No, the Pride and Prejudice thing is fine, but he didn't s- suffer apostrophes. He never suffered <laughs> in <entirely, laughs> Proud <laughs> women or apostrophes. <laughs> it felt Jane Austen to say it. <laughs> it's never been this soon into the show <laughs> that my identity has been <laughs> stripped from me. None of this name makes sense. I'm coming for some other elements about you as well, actually. <laughs> but I feel like John Proctor in The Crucible when he has his name stripped. <laughs> <laughs> when the que- an apostrophe in a word means that something's missing. Yes. Yeah. So what's missing Aww. in Darcy? That's What's the missing letter? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So Ick it's Dick Swinger, Swinger Arcee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know how like when like immigrants go to like Ellis Island and instead of giving their like family name, they just say what was their biggest attribute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were Dick Swingers, Dick Swingers and Arcee. That's, that's what a stick was. Uh, before we continue with the show, I um, asked you, Alex, uh, uh, Alex, I asked you, Alistair. It is actually the Gallic version of the name Alexander. Alistair. <laughs> I, so call him, call him whatever. It's a very literate mistake. This is a made. name podcast now. <laughs> <I feel. laughs> Welcome to There Will Be Names. <laughs> and so nice to see you give yourself an edit point and then immediately you come in with something that now can't be edited. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It's, uh, that's my style. Uh, I asked you what the most overrated film of all time was, and you said The Matrix. I don't remember of all time being in the wording of the question. That's quite strong. I Right, I I watched The Matrix when it came out, um, because that's how old I am, and we were all very excited, and it's it's fine. And then I later on understood that it's supposed (laughs) to be read as a trans allegory, and it's it's really quite profound, and I watched it again to check, and I still don't get it. (laughs) I don't understand what's wrong with living in the Matrix. It seems fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just live there. Why would you want to live on a submarine and wear a tank top? (laughs) Just live in 1997. There's a guy literally called Tank in the submarine, in a tank top. Yeah. 
Alice said, please come see my Edinburgh show, which has genuinely got 20 minutes about the Matrix. And about. <laughs> uh, it was life-changing for me. I am not joking. Okay, I will, I will. Well, it's all about how you got radicalised by Andrew Tate, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot that you'd been red-pilled. Yeah. yeah. After finding Brother Tate's teachings, you were <laughs> changed Can we completely. go for coffee after? I've got some really interesting thoughts to share with you. No, I'm, I'm really sorry. I've... I've was the same. I came out and I was really like, God, that was really boring. It's and my friend, dull. I know I'm sorry, but it's my friend said to film. me, um, how can you have been bored with all of that fighting? And I was like, I think that was probably it. But I mean, I get th enough of that at home. <laughs> <laughs> when you come in with briefcases full of guns into the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> I, the lobby scene goes on for, if yeah. I recall correctly, 40 minutes. So and, long, yes. And so the people boring. they're killing there are not computers. They're human beings who just happen to work there. Uh, it's just... In, unenjoyable to watch. I don't like it. I just watched, as part of my Edinburgh show, a documentary about people who believed it and um, sorry, believed the Matrix. When they saw it, they were like, "I think we are in the Matrix." And then they got really dark towards the end, when it was like they then were like, "Oh, I guess you can shoot anyone because they're in the Matrix." Mm. I don't it recommend it for you. Like no, a really know. funny Edinburgh show, <laughs> Heidi. Uh, I take a light-hearted view okay. on all the death. Okay. <laughs> The thing is, you can say the lobby scene goes on too long, it's, it's just nothing but shooting, but I don't know if you saw the most recent one where yeah. Keanu Reeves said he doesn't really want guns to be a part of it, so they removed guns from the film. He Sigourney Weaver the film. Is that what, what she did that in Alien. She, did did. She? She, she complained about the guns, and so they have let fewer and fewer guns uh, in the films as they go on. I don't know, I've only seen Alien because I hate James Cameron as well. Beep, beep, Shots fired. Beep, beep, beep. That's the air horn of correct opinions Cameron. being said. I hate James Cameron's films. Alistair, when, Alien um, is great. when Americans debate the gun issue in America, do they say, we need to Sigourney Weaver this country? <laughs> <laughs> and then go, a pew, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah. And then they do the air horn <laughs> noise. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Yeah. And oh. Margaret, I asked you for your most overrated film. You didn't yeah. give me just a film. I you chose a genre. <laughs> a genre. Wow. wow. You said sounding like quite prejudiced compared to mine. Well, let's hear. Let's hear. What is it, Nathan? <laughs> I mean, I remember. I only. You said the Carry On films, which yeah. is confusing oh. to me because oh. I would not consider them rated. rated. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. Do you know it's funny? It's funny that you say that, but but there are. Maybe not whole generation, but there are a load of people who will defend them and say, "Oh, yeah, it's a, they're sort of like cozy fun to watch on Christmas Day." I'm going to watch. They mostly voted for us to do the European <laughs> Union and like are dying out pretty rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, I, we're all waiting for them to die. I'd say, like, apart from you, Nathan, we're all in a similar age area, and it felt in this country like a real institution. Yeah, like you exactly. had to watch them. You had to love them. I think that's my yeah. problem. Is that is that I was and as a child watching them, they're really disturbing. Oh, there's yeah. a whole there's a whole thing in it where um a woman there's a joke about a woman travelling on her own and people keep saying to her, Oh, you should be careful, a woman travelling on her own and she says, Really? And then they turn a lighthouse <laughs> and and then the sort of the vague, you know, implication that, Is that she they gets rape a degree. Her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same, same, yeah. Um over and over, like this is a hilarious joke, and obviously mm. that was only well. I say obviously that was only one film. It feels like in most of the films that felt some like hilarious. Yeah, when they were writing the script, they go, "Should we copy paste that scene across? <laughs> what else do we need?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can we get some more men into this film? All right, let's have another man come yeah. in and say this to her. I, I would feel say like you're being very anti-British to attack. Oh, I know that is that is how I was, yeah, made to feel. How but do you feel the other side of things? Because it was probably the first time that I saw a boob properly. 
And you think that's the <laughs> other side of the... That's the other side of the debate. <laughs> so could you define properly? Yeah, yeah, properly. Well, my thought was you I almost it. definitely saw my mum's boob when I was a kid, sure. right? Mm. So let's let's get, let's get strike that from the record, <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> Hold on, I'll just have a word of the stenographer. <laughs> And then uh, maybe in a in a um, sexual context rather than a nutritional context, <laughs> uh, which is how I prefer my boobs. <laughs> What's the question? Just, uh, yeah, mine are very much. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've seen a uh, a, a boob. <laughs> ever. I was I was going to say carry on film, but <laughs> good one, Heidi. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, I didn't want to see one of these him. carry on films. So <laughs> a, a pew pew. <laughs> This podcast is like PE lessons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever seen one either. And I don't think I ever will. I just <laughs> Well, there you go. Then yeah. I've won hearts and minds already yeah. just by picking uh, it as a franchise. It's the double barrels are against <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for... Because we're the boob enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the boob just nutritional. <laughs> That's your catchphrase. You That's on your t-shirt. <laughs> I can't believe the double barrels hate booze. Despite booze essentially being double barreled most of the time. <laughs> I call them my double barrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm uh, about to get intimate with my girlfriend, I say, come on, let me see a Darcy Roberts. <laughs> very you narcissistic. Them. <laughs> oh, they're ick swinging. <laughs> So on that bombshell I've just dropped in my relationship, uh, let's go to round one, the fill in the blanks round. This is the round where I'm going to give you a piece of film trivia and I need you to fill in the blanks. So question one. At the premiere of The Usual Suspects, actor Gabriel Byrne was furious because blank. Is it because there, w there had been a, an HR complaint because he'd been given other ca he'd been he'd been giving other cast members Gabriel Burns, which are <laughs> They're like a Chinese burn, but more Irish. <laughs> Close. Is that the correct answer? Can you he tell had me? been doing that, but <laughs> I think as you know, they like, liked it. It was a Kevin Spacey joint in the 90s, so there was no HR department. <laughs> <laughs> How does an Irish burn differ? Mm -hmm. Out of interest. Um, I imagine uh, flavour, uh, duration, <laughs> and crucially, the crack. Covered in whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you don't tell people when it's about to finish, I think. Like an Irish goodbye? Oh, yeah, yeah. In a way, it was Finishes too clever. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I did notice that the double barrels got it. Yeah, first. baby. Oh, oh, I just didn't want to interrupt after the boob fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard it was because he uh, was excited at the thought that he was going to be dubbed over by James Earl Jones. Is that not right? Was he dubbed? No, wait. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen this. Heidi, can you stop it. being thick? It's, really, it's <laughs> reflecting badly on me. No, but it's, it reflects badly on my joke, to be <laughs> My teammate just I, There's so little it. I know about the film that I'm like, oh, wow, it's happened. just a big twist. Oh. I would love that. I think that should be like a SAG rule where every actor at one point can be dubbed over by James Earl Jones. I mean, in Ooh, every yeah, film, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you'll never know absolutely. what it is. Yeah, like you think you're 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 walking Phoenix in the Joker. You're getting ready, <laughs> and you find it being dubbed entirely by James Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want that? 
In my defense, also, you were believable because you started it with I heard. Heard, I know. And I was like, oh, she's like, coming it's my to the acting training. Wow. wow. I didn't know I'd have an actor to work with on this. <laughs> I'll try. I'll keep Devious. winking at you. I did. So when this comes out, will James Earl Jones dub your acting? <laughs> oh, yes, my God. Please. We have to. Everyone wants that. We can do that with AI by now, surely. Surely. Let's yeah, not yeah, employ yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is it? Oh, sorry. Oh. Please. Battle of the single parents. <laughs> um, the single parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the original title of Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was because um, at the end, when they revealed the twist, he was like, "Oh no, spoiler!" Because he didn't understand. He thinks everything's a spoiler when it's even if it's within the context <laughs> of watching. Family was like, "You weren't meant to reveal that ever." <laughs> I'm not. You're kind of close. Really? <laughs> well, can I do my guess before Bring it we home. <laughs> I don't think we really need to choose one. Let's just move on <laughs> to the next round. Good teamwork. <laughs> was it that he was when he was going to his car at the end, someone burst out and said, give me the keys, you fucking cocksucker? Yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> Which is a reference. Is that a reference to the film? Okay. And James okay. L. Jones. Right. The, um, the lineup all have to say... Give me the keys, you fucking. Oh, oh I yeah, that. I have seen yeah. That. So that's where I'm operating. That's the space I'm operating in. Okay, and now back to yeah, a piece of trivia. Um, Benito del Toro mumbled most of his dialogue because he had so few lines that he had to find a way to make the character memorable. <gasps> ah. Good acting. Good note for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. more yeah. memorable today. The piece yeah. you mumbled on the podcast yeah. is really going to stand out. Uh, but Hardy, you are probably closest. Um, that's, I'm going to spoil it. It's been like 25 years. Gabriel Byrne thought that he was Kaiser Soze. Like he was convinced he was Kaiser Soze the entire time. I and knew he, gets he said, to the end it, of the said film. that as a joke. And then yeah. I was thinking, I bet that is it. And it's amazing. That's what you get for bashfulness, Margaret. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> I could have had a point. You could have, like, that would have been a real home run. <laughs> yeah, but it's furious. He finds that it's not him. And I think they did shoot an ending with it being him as well. So oh, okay, wow. that makes more yeah. sense. They, so it wasn't like he just didn't read yeah. to the end <laughs> yeah. of the script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then was annoyed that it wasn't what he imagined it was going <laughs> to be. The arrogance of the man. Um, he you does know like the... every film. He thinks he's the person. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the I star. was Luke yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying the Star Wars theme today. Yeah. 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 He actually was Darth Vader, but then they dubbed. James uh, James James ah. Exactly. <laughs> The ultimate Gabriel Byrne. Spoiler for Star Wars as well, in case <laughs> anybody hasn't seen that. Sorry. Gabriel yeah. Byrne is in Star Gabriel Wars. Gabriel Byrne is in Star Wars, yes. Question two. The original film negatives from The Wicker Man have never been seen because blank. Edward Woodward would ward world cinema neg negatives with his life. <laughs> Struggled that's over that. That's an archaic <laughs> use of the word ward there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's some real 16th century humor. <laughs> but it really paid off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you, so Heidi, you got 10 points for the last question. Stu, you're getting 10 points for the word. Just play. for saying that. Just for wow. For that's how, that that's how the points work. I didn't even know there were points in the podcast, so this is blowing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> least, you've really brought the points in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Say something nice about the film Magnolia. Um, the, the, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. film Magnolia um, is oh, it's several plot lines. <laughs> this wow. Wow. That's that's yeah. a solid yeah. reading. You gotta juggle those plot lines. Give everyone enough screen time. How many what points for that? Oh, I'm gonna give you five points for. Hey. Uh, oh, wow! I, I don't understand what's happening. But <laughs> you brought up the plot lines, which I felt was a subtle tribute to editor Dylan Tickner. <laughs> Subtle, no way. I, I, I was thinking, I hope Tickner listens to this and gets my compliment. 
that I've he, we know he to. listens to this because it's the only podcast that is complimentary to Magnolia. <laughs> to <them>. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pedantic answer to the question, why have the negatives of The Wicker Man never been seen? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is that um, because you don't see negatives. Because yeah. they are all inverty and it is not normal to screen negatives because why would you do that? Unless you are like but work in an x-ray department. Were so that's they? your final answer? Uh, no, I uh, know. No, <laughs> our final answer is not me being confused about x-rays. <laughs> Isn't an x-ray a natural negative in a way? I guess it isn't. But they don't show those in the cinema much. They, they show mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why is there a bone You're in that? <laughs> Riddled he is. Riddled with bones. <laughs> Stuart Laws. He's got 300 with bones. bones. Um, Margaret, just... Whatever you reply, just mumble it so you're memorable. <laughs> we get points <laughs> for being memorable. Fuck you, fuck I, gen- I have no idea. And is it like something like they burnt, like some, did they actually burn them or something? They put it like in the Wicker Man. Or were there loads of secret Ritteklin boobs oh. on all of body them? Double. <laughs> mm. some, body Double. They use the Body Double for a proper... So, but, no, but oh, with the real yeah. boobs were just in every other shot. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I thought that I thought it was her boobs, but it was someone else's bum. I, I misunderstood. Ah, I, yes. I the same bum. 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 It's pronounced bum. Because <laughs> it, you don't ever see her face and bum in the uh, same shot. Bum. That's the same with most of us. <laughs> <laughs> that is the way that I normally arranged. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to try now. When I get <laughs> out of the shower. Woo! Bendy. No, she was pregnant at the time, I think, so um, you, she's not fully naked in it. And I think her boyfriend, Rod Stewart, was not happy about it as well and was on set and really? like this was going on. But you're close. They were destroyed. They weren't burned. It's, uh, can anyone guess how they might have been destroyed? By uh, Morris dancers. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, uh, water damage. Water damage. Sunlight. Earth, wind, <laughs> <laughs> heart. <laughs> Captain Planet hated the film. Earth is close, yeah. but not close enough. Uh, oh. They were buried. No. One point. They were buried. I don't have any more. They than were. That. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you ten points for yeah. they were buried. They were buried. Apparently, they were buried uh, <laughs> underneath the M3. There was a step in the landfill. The producer. Um, Producer by the name of Michael Dealey. He produced a bunch of stuff in the seventies, quite high-profile films. Just they just, just they didn't give a fuck about the film. He had no no faith in it. So well, yeah, it was when it was released, it was like part of a double bill, wasn't it? And yeah, they just yeah. With if I recall correctly, don't look now. Yes, yeah, yeah, and it was very what much what like a double the, bill. Just popped out like ugh. Can I say there's a difference between I don't care about this to I'm gonna go bury <laughs> this under <laughs> the M3. Was the, um, was the M3 there before he buried it? Because <laughs> that would have made it a lot harder. <laughs> the whole crew, they dug it up. It was, <laughs> there were diversions. If you put on a, yeah, a shiny tabard, you can do anything in this country. You can do anything. You don't need permission. You don't need to talk to the council. Well, the people he'd, people would pull up and go, what are you doing? And he'd just go, I'm Michael Dearly, film producer of some other stuff. And they'd be yeah. like, fair enough. This I, I'm out. burying the, the, the Russians. Because I don't care. care. So question three. Final question. After the release of Back to the Future, writers Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis received a letter from John DeLorean saying blank. I think he 
and was initiating the first trolling and he just emailed them going or wrote them a letter saying this film was so bad you should kill yourself <laughs> 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 and then he didn't even notice the delorean reference <laughs> 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 he was so angry <clears throat> I like the idea that he wrote and said, you made it fly, can you make all the rest of them fly? <laughs> <laughs> he said it That'll that really point. increase sales. Yeah, I imagine he talked you like that. You made it fly. <laughs> oh, you made them fly. Just that. No forwarding yeah. information. No hello, no goodbye. No. I, I love the idea that he has that voice because I, I just Googled him and it's like he was accused of many crimes. Oh, wow. Like, wow. The FBI yeah. were like, uh, you have smuggled a lot of cocaine. And he was like, no, not no. me. No. I'll never make it stick. I'm John DeLorean. I will fly away. <laughs> I don't know. I think he would have, all I know is he would have addressed it to to the Bobs because they were both called uh, yeah, Robert yeah, yeah, or yeah. Bob. Yeah, so I would have I would have combined that into one sort of portmanteau B-O-B and then the S would be like a two Bobs. <laughs> oh, that's and that's sweet. how I would have dressed. Yeah. That is how I would address Zemeckis and Gale if I were holding Bob them to account. Bob Bobia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two Bob, two, two <laughs> Robert. So yeah. He just sent them a piece of paper with just Bob's written. <laughs> they were it. like, he gets us. Yeah, this we, guy gets us. He was like, nice film. Didn't enjoy the Oedipal part. Maybe for the sequel, do Cowboys or something. <laughs> Did he uh, send a letter that just said, I, I didn't really get it, but my kids loved it? Oh. oh. That's three for three on the map. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I didn't get the reference. Oh. <laughs> this podcast is way easier if you've seen the film. Back to yeah. the I have yeah. seen it. Have is seen. it oh, is it when he does the plays the music? He goes, it. "Your kids are gonna." Yeah, yeah. Edit yeah, he's that. referencing the line of Can dialogue. Can you cut out the bit it? where I say I didn't get it? I no. always. <laughs> I really want to do a film about um, a time traveler who goes back to just before Karl Marx writes the Communist Manifesto with Friedrich Engels, and then just starts sort of talking about basic Marxism and stuff. And then, like, someone, well, hey, it's, hey, Carl, it's your, it's your coven, cousin, Marvin Marx. You know that international socialist movement you're always looking for? Well, check this out. And I'll be there, like, saying, these guys own the factories, don't even do anything. And I, what? A, a sequel where we uh, do the same, but with Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so on and so on. For all Presumably, he, he, he writes a letter. Well, that communication <laughs> device you're holding the letter for. up to the to the to the phone. <laughs> were we right? No, uh, no, well, none, of, um, none of us were right there. No. We, he just sent a letter to simply say thank you because they'd immortalised his car. Ah, oh, yeah. and then he went and thank committed you. a load of crimes. <laughs> <laughs> they they only made nine thousand units. Only made nine thousand DeLoreans. Wow. Yeah. And it actually says in the letter, like this Which is way more cars than I've made, but sorry. Yeah, so please, a little deference for John DeLorean. <laughs> sorry, Johnny DeLorean. <laughs> Which, of course, in English, his name means? Uh, John DeLorean. Yeah. Pond <laughs> <laughs> on DeLorean. <laughs> I like the way you, you started to answer correctly, because of course DE means of. But... Well, I thought this was going back to the Darcy. <laughs> trying to tie it all up. I wanted to help. Uh, Stop finally. trying to give a structure. I know, I know. Not learning French has helped me for once. <laughs> so at the end of the first round, team one, you are on 20. Team two, you're on 25. Yes! Are we, I thought we were going to high five. No, no, it's too late now. We did a really weak one earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just 
just a small air, a distant air horn. Mm. More of a, the sound of a tugboat <laughs> approaching. <laughs> I'm still pleased. Round two. For round two, it's the big pitch round. This is the round where I'm going to get you to pitch me a sequel to a film which would never have a sequel. We're going to start with team one. We're going to do a rom-com. And this rom-com this week is Love Actually. I want to see I've the sequel to Love Actually. Thank, thank you for having us. <coughs> we su- if you suck up okay. him at the start, yeah. he's very. Um, mm. The pitch goes better. Okay. I'm the studio exec, so I'll yeah. give you notes as we go along. So, yeah. would you like a tea? We have our own facilities here. That actually felt quite condescending. <laughs> <laughs> no, we arrive at meetings and offer tea. <laughs> um, I, I'll uh, do my first us off. Please. Yeah. Uh, so, as Margaret knows uh, from her podcast about crushes, crushed. Uh, my uh, number one crush uh, was Hugh Grant. And I, so I want to focus the film entirely on him, uh, but then with other people branching off from it. Just say, quite, um, in Hollywood right now, we are very much taking the Time's Up movement quite seriously. And yeah. I don't really want to green light a film just so you can fulfill your childhood dream of getting with Hugh Grant. Well, uh, I'm a married woman. I just, uh, I just want to see him get more airtime. I won't even meet him. Um, so uh, but I might just off. touch well, him on the leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Heidi, if he doesn't want that. Okay, then, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll make it about all of the women in love, actually, but but give them things to do this time. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's out. Oh, my God, I did not sign off on this film. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is the most unique pitch I've ever heard. <laughs> How will anyone relate to a single <laughs> character? Um, I think I see it as a very bleak gritty film about how shit all those relationships will turn out to be <laughs> as soon as that film has ended. Oh, so it's sort of like the before midnight to love actually yeah. before sunrise. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Not Is seen that reality. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll look at each individual uh, relationship and see how cynicism and the years have brought them down. Uh, random example, the woman that was uh, with Hugh Grant. So Hugh Grant <laughs> has... <laughs> uh, no, we'll look at all of them. For Hugh Grant, and then I'll let Margaret why, cover why the women. Why doesn't Hugh Grant get together with all of the women? In he film? probably will, as in honour of Time's Up, he will. <laughs> <laughs> and, and learn a lesson. He'll yeah, be forced to he learn will a learn a lesson. So when we left Hugh Grant, he was Prime Minister mm-hmm. yes. of the United Kingdom and had just seduced his teammate. So, yes, but is teammate uh, a proper <laughs> job title? <laughs> I don't. What? I thought you said teammate. I was like, that's <laughs> a nice teammate. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, we have a teammate here, which is why I'm so offended when you tried to offer me tea. Because like, what's a teammate going to fucking do? But no, I, I thought that what was our other responsibilities in the film? I have, I've not seen it for so, quite a long time. Um, trolley dolly. Look, looking good. <laughs> being a trolley dolly. Yeah, being hugely fat, as everyone keeps saying. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try to tone that down for the sake Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so sorry about her. Uh, but he's like, so he was kind of based on Tony Blair. So now we're doing the cynicism, cynical sequel where obviously... He's been dragged into a war with a, the, to help America, and the first one was like, "Yeah, go Britain, stand up to him." The realities come through. He's now a cynical man uh, to deal with all the destruction he's caused. He's probably um, hooked up with all the other women in the film. Yeah. So, uh, who are some of the other characters we touch on? Um, the the Portuguese tea maid. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is a tea maid in the sequel. Laura Linney, the tea maid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the Portuguese lady was married to Colin Firth. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, he probably, his writing career, I'm guessing, would have nosedived. Sure. 
as soon as he gets any sex at all. Yeah. <laughs> and Famously, <laughs> that's what happened. Margaret is only in the entertainment business until she gets sex. And so, then, so is this what you're boy, trying to sell with this script? Real no this <laughs> yeah, I've got confused. What are we doing? <laughs> in honour of Time's Up, Margaret would like to have sex with anyone. It feels like this both video. of you have ulterior motives for coming in here. <laughs> you want to try and hook up with Hugh Grant. You want to hook up with... Just anyone. anyone, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Oh, and also uh, the Portuguese uh, lady and Colin Firth, they will now understand each other because they've been learning English and Portuguese. I think that's going to ruin the relationship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As I say, like all of, these, all of these relationships are utterly doomed because they're based on nothing. Yeah. Oh, and I have a title. So you know how it's based on Hugh Grant... Um, you know, going to war and everything is bad being in charge. So it's uh, the phrase power, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So this, this film is called Power Absolutely. I think you we see. can sell it based on that. Ooh. It's got a comma in it. Yeah. <laughs> is I it mean, Richard Curtis a Tory? Oh, oh I don't think No? I think that will be the post credit scene. Where <laughs> Just me <laughs> asking to find out. Yeah, we find him in the, the polling booth. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the framing device. We see him put a ballot in, and at the end of the film, almost like the end of Citizen Kane, like we see yes. a, all the ballots being counted, we see his big X <laughs> next to conservative. The Tory all along. Oh, that explains The film it. starts with him going, Tory, and we don't know what he's referencing, and then Tory. in the post credit. The Tory. <laughs> and, he, and he drops a... Um, a chocolate orange, which, as we know, is the most Tory chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> that smashes. Yeah. So then, and that sort of like explains all the politics that have yes. come subsequently. We're like, oh, that's yes. where the film yeah, was they so were misogynistic and yeah, anti yeah, times yeah, up. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. I think that's, um, I, uh, I don't think it's going to be quite as successful. Oh, also, one question, because the other one was set during Christmas. Mm. So just what holiday <clears throat> will this be set during? Uh, it's just New Year. It's just a few days later. Oh, is a lot's <laughs> gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Within a week, they are at war. <laughs> um, Colin Firth has learned a lot of Portuguese and fallen out of love with this It's partner. basically an advert for Duolingo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a good advert. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you, you hate, hate love? <laughs> and you hate Duolingo. You're actually trying to tank them. Thank you so much for coming in. That's a compelling pitch. Thank um, you. I, I feel very confident. I feel very confident. I think we'll be able to attach everyone again. That's fantastic. But <laughs> team two, now you're coming in to pitch me a long-awaited sequel to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. Yes, yeah, so this is Indeed. a direct sequel to Love Actually, but we're yep. focusing on the women, so it's called The Birds. <laughs> <laughs> we want 50 mil. <laughs> <laughs> or we kill it? your children. <laughs> it's a double bill, this. I love the mocks. <laughs> Usually I get quite um, easily offended when people come into my office and try and talk down to me, but I have to show instant deference. Yeah. I'm tempted to guard my back and present my belly like a dog. <laughs> yeah. Total submission. And as a uh, Hollywood exec, I appreciate you using the word moxie so early into yeah, the yeah, meeting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm disappointed you're not smoking a small cigar. <laughs> like too small to be enjoyable, but you know. Moxie be careful with this no. guy because he will say weird shit. I'm waiting to get a big cigar that's actually too big for my mouth. So I can I think like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> we do love a mumble on this podcast, remember? <laughs> so that's uh, that's the first half. We've sort of, we've locked that in fifty yep. mil for the for the birds. But then uh, what we will be doing as a as a proper sequel, actual prequel, prequel mm, is the eggs. Yeah, what comes before birds? <gasps> An egg. 
But also, but which what, one what comes before an? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a minute. This this could run and run. We can keep doing prequels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you got Christopher Nolan on board for this, this could be quite <laughs> a compelling story. So um, we we first of all we're so grateful for you to have a, have us in here. Um, we've been working on this for quite a while. We're huge fans yeah, of the original. We're holding all these eggs. Yeah. <laughs> How many baskets? <laughs> I've got nine. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, and I've got a baker's dozen, <laughs> which is which is thirteen. Yeah. Thank, thank you for clarifying. Are, are idiots. They're so stupid. Stupid bakers. But we will, on the crew, insist there is at least one baker, just in case any of the <laughs> eggs get trod on. <laughs> That's the way we work. So um, uh, we're going to just do this a little back and forth, something to keep you interested, because we know it's dull when some just one person speaks for an entire time. So um, Alistair, as a co-writer, a co-developer of this project, who is the lead of the eggs? So I've just realized that this format actually puts quite a lot of pressure on me to yep. produce yeah, yeah. answers. Um, but it, easy, course, because we rehearsed this before we got here. Yeah, of course we did. It would be a height of arrogance for us to just sort of try and riff it um, <laughs> here in your office. So, of course, the lead in the original was Tippy Hedren. Um, Correct. The um, uh, famous... Tip the, of the cap to you for that one. Yep, yep. Uh, a blonde lady. Um, so in this one, it's like a fire hydrant, but with a lady's wig on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we do have their uh, their agents' details. So like, yeah. no, they've expressed interest yeah. in, well, in being is, in a film about principally about eggs. Well, this is good because Alfred Hitchcock notoriously would um, cast female leads that um, catered to his sexual whims, and I too want the lead in this to cater to my sexual whims, yep. which are, as we all know, fire hydrants. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you enjoy being blasted with high intensity <laughs> water? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, and the fire hydrant loves it as well. If you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of banter. <laughs> time's Can not I, up in this meeting. I was about to say the time's up. That's exclusively for time's up on time's up. That's more of a your <laughs> one kind of a thing. A couple of straight guys <laughs> come in the room. This is locker room talk. This is fine. You need to understand about banter. It's called banter. I literally just said, I'm a fan of you, Grant, and you shut it down. So the um, the actor has just one request, very simple request in their contract, and that's that no car parks next to them. <laughs> so <laughs> and, very and dogs have to be kept away. Yeah. There is also that. So where is it set? Well, the original The Birds was set in um, uh, fabulous Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay. Yeah. Bodega Bay. The Burbs, yes. so to speak. Bodega. Is it The Burbs? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. I just um, wanted to say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> See how it felt coming out my mouth down this microphone right um, now. Whereas the, I think our our prequel, if we travel, uh, uh, you know, birds as birds are to eggs, so Bodega Bay is to Norway. Yeah, so it's in Norway. It's yes. in a fjord in a Norway. Fjord. I think we should shoot in Norway because we can get tax breaks there. But I think we should call the island Bird Egger Bay. That's oh, where, that's, that's where great. Best, this is yeah, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scratch thank everything you. I said about So, Norway. Margaret, they're just pretending to like the idea. Just oh, oh for you there. <laughs> but, Alistair, why is a film about um, a fire hydrant with a wig on going outside their house and constantly being like, oh, there's more eggs than there were last time. That's quite a lot time. more eggs than I expected to see. <laughs> it's all, I'm already getting chills at the idea yeah. of that. You know, it's just like, uh, hello, school teacher. Oh, there's the kids playing, but that 
that's a lot of eggs, really precariously balanced on a climbing frame. Yeah. How are they staying on there? That's that's, that's just a sample in of some of the dialogue. Uh, there's a, <laughs> these are actual lines <laughs> directly from the script. What's this? The it, it's sort of slightly radio play like. The the school teacher has been killed. What's that in her eyes? Eggs. <laughs> Two, yeah, a, yeah. A, a, half an egg on each eye. You know that saying like a painting is worth a thousand words. <laughs> We're doing the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can see it all, but Up someone explained several thousand. Can a I bird ask, is worth nine eggs. Can I <laughs> ask, will you have a director that's very problematic and like throws eggs at the actresses? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be actually quite dangerous yeah. to be on yeah. set. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of real, we're going to be using real eggs, um, real shells. Oh. Uh, and that's why it's scary because the audience will have that wider contextual understanding of the situation. Yeah. And, and Hitchcock was known for sort of doing stunts, you know, like they had nurses on standby when Psycho was screening because the idea it was so scary you might faint. So we'll be there, me and Stu, just pelting people with eggs as they <laughs> enter and leave yeah. every every screening of the film, and including home video. I guess and the, streaming. <laughs> the main thing to explore here is, of course, that a majority of the cast will be allergic to eggs, Extremely and that allergic. is it's it's a it, it, this uh, bird egger, bird egger bay. Everyone has an egg allergy, and that's why everyone's scared. That's Ooh. why they called it Bird Egger Bay. Yeah, to remind <laughs> people not to have eggs. But what's the subtextual thematic exploration we're going for here, Alistair? Well, The Birds is based on a Daphne du Maurier novel, and it's often speculated that the 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 phenomenon of the birds attacking Bodega Bay is representative of some kind of divine judgment. The the, the original film doesn't explain what yeah. causes what happens at all, except the only hint might be a, a shot from from above looking down on Bodega Bay, where we see the birds circling as if the eye of God is looking down on Bodega Bay, judging it. Um, so in ours, it's just like the eggs are so evil. <laughs> they're so <laughs> they're, they're the so worst evil. eggs. They're like these are. You've heard yeah. the phrase. A bad egg. Yeah. These guys are worse. These are the worst That is a solid tagline. Yeah. Actually, I, I now think that maybe there is... This has got legs. <laughs> oh, this has this got l eggs. Eggs got legs. But the eggs part of legs is italicized. Yeah. It's double-barreled. Yeah. I think this is a tentpole movie. Yeah. Thank in you. That it's given me an erection. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. And there will be a mid-credit sequence where one of the eggs uh, hatches. Yeah. Yes. Sequel. And birds. Can I suggest that who hatches inside of it? <gasps> Tippi Hedron. That's that's the origin story fantastic. of where Tippi exactly Hedron came from in the. What we hoped you'd say. Yeah. And yeah. Then that's how it. Yeah. That's and then exactly it, what it says on Stu's phone that yeah. he's been looking at. That's, it says and there's an angry birds tie-in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never been this compelled by a pitch. Mm -hmm. Ours has Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Time's up, Heidi. Uh, Hugh Grant is, can also just be in ours. Yeah. Um, uh, as long as he doesn't all mind right, getting well, hit with All right, well, Tippi Hedren can be in ours. I've always fancied Hugh Grant, and it would be a pleasure <laughs> to meet him. I think it's nice to hear someone actually admit to that. Yeah, thanks. I'm really brave. Um, team one. You'll hear from our lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to feel like this uh, decision is gendered in any way, but I it just is. met these really cool blokes uh, <laughs> who just kind of get it. They just kind of, I feel like I don't have to censor myself around it. So yeah, thanks for coming in. Um, but it's, it I'm was gonna a pleasure. To, help, gonna yourself, help yourself to an you. egg on the yeah. way out. Yeah, please, don't let the eggs all hit bad. You. <laughs> <laughs> So please, uh, take, yourself, take an egg. Um, I, I do expect you to apologise to the the teammate as well. Uh, she's she's out there anticipating an apology, um, but I'm gonna have to green light. Yes, the birds. Yeah. The birds of boat egg obey. 
So at the end of that round, I'm going to give team two 20 points for getting the green light. Yes. Which means at the end of the show, oh. team one, you are still on 20. Team two, you're on 45. Yeah. You are our winners. And I get nothing they didn't earn any, yet. any points. <laughs> No. From that point, from the last time you did scores, they haven't earned a I single point. I think he just saw we had boobs and discounted us. <laughs> <laughs> You've really I... shown yourself oh today, no. Nathan. <laughs> Time's up on me, studio <laughs> exec. Next week will be hosted by someone else. <laughs> Don't worry, I would have given a lot of points if I was in, in, in that seat. <laughs> Tune in next week to see me rapidly try and make up for this sexist <laughs> <laughs> faux bar. So to close off this episode, in tribute of Margaret's podcast, Crushed, we are going to do a special round where we find out everyone's secret movie crushes. I mean, they don't have to be secret. That actually made it sound quite sinister. Uh, they, ca they can be public crushes. Uh, so, Margaret, who's your, your famed movie crush? Um, oh, God. Oh, well, I can't say Hugh Grant, can I? Because <laughs> you don't like him? Or <laughs> no, I love him. I, um, mm. When I saw Four Weddings and a Funeral, I thought it was too obvious to fancy him, so I decided to fancy... John Hannah instead. Uh, yeah. And I'd like yeah, both yeah. of them, you know. I'll take Simon Callow. Like, uh, I'll take anything. <laughs> How did you feel Fine. watching Sliding Doors where they gave I him mean, that role? I mean, that scene with the Monty Python quotes made me want to die. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the way that crushes are uh, cured as well, is just very, very suddenly. <laughs> oh, it made <laughs> you want to die in a bad way. Oh, I hated oh, it. Hated I thought it. you meant from no, ecstasy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what was your hand? Yeah, the, uh, there, the podcast uh, <laughs> listeners should know I did a weird indication to her lower quarters. I think it was very clear how I was <laughs> dying. <laughs> Gushing to death. <laughs> yeah, no, no. A man quoting Monty Python does not make me a gush to death. <laughs> Uh, why did it take me 34 years to learn this? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've been playing the game wrong. It's weird you're 30. <laughs> <laughs> you could take another four years to let it sink in. Um, well, I've already said Hugh Grant, who was my number one. So I'll go my other one. I'm aware I'm a married woman to a lady. I think it's forbidden oh, for fruit. God's sake. <laughs> so, no, I mean, Every time. I mean, I'm going to say another topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just saying, please, Nathan, can you give me a question that can let me reference that I'm married? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, Chris Hemsworth because he's oh, yeah. everything I'm not. <laughs> Apart from he's a hilarious Australian. Yeah. And we've both got pretty good biceps, but um, he's a funny guy and he's a good looking superhero. And he's in all the Marvel and is a Marvel. Uh, oh. I met a Marvel, two Marvels the other day. Who? Paul Rudd and Kamal Nanjani. <gasps> I met wow. Kamal Nanjani twice. Okay, I'll tell you this afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels wild to meet a Marvel. Was Paul Rudd, uh, he would be a crush as well. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a crush for everyone. No, but yeah. no, he's too creepy. Paul Why Rudd. Why does he look creepy. like that still? Paul. Why does oh. he look like that Because oh. okay. he doesn't look like he's had work done. Can't no, and even in, in person. Time's up in the most <laughs> beloved man of all time. <laughs> <laughs> he's a creep. Oh, wow, we've got an exclusive. But your, your time's up is just like time's up in the, like he should he should die, I think. <laughs> <laughs> he just should age at least. should age. He should experience the passage People of time. People should age. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think that's yeah. such a shocking statement. <laughs> him too. He him should too. also be Hashtag yeah. him too. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag just one man. 
I'm, I'm going to jump in now because I really don't want mine to be last because um, oh, no. mine are... Uh, uh, Creepy. You're problematic. <laughs> well, uh, uh, entirely focused on characters in Tim Burton films, which is a bad start. It's yeah. a Beetlejuice. So, yeah, well, I really... Uh, it's crucial that I was a child when I saw Beetlejuice mm -hmm. and I really fancied Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. I am younger than Winona Ryder. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. you're fine. So that's you're fine. Because yeah. I... <laughs> I'm younger than, so that's fine. You, yeah, I don't know what, what you're doing with your hands. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm demonstrating how relaxed I am. Okay, well, keep your flies up. <laughs> Just shrugging in a cool way. And, and when I was about, yeah, when I was about sixteen, I was uh, obsessed with Johnny Depp in films, mm. and now less enthusiastic because <laughs> yeah. you don't like sauvage descent <laughs> sausage sorry sausage sausage, sausage. <laughs> it's, uh, he smells like sausage <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know he's approaching <laughs> Depp approaches <laughs> I can hear sizzling <laughs> genuinely his um, uh, my office uh, his trailer used to be parked outside my office at Pinewood when he was doing Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and it smelled of sausage all the time. Exclusive. <laughs> he had three trailers. One was for playing Sausages. music and smoking weed. One was for sausages, when one was a gym. <laughs> I thought that's like an update of the Three Little Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% believe that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my crush is either Ewan McGregor in Moulin Rouge. Uh, mm. Incredible. What? Bad die job. Ewan McGregor. In Moulin Rouge, yeah. That's, 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 that's like Tintin being your favourite Tintin character. How can you like Ewan? <laughs> I'm sorry. Ewan McGregor in Moulin Rouge. Or hear me out on this one. Irina Nesky from The Bourne Supremacy, the daughter of the Nesky, uh, the politicians which supposedly uh, husband and wife had killed uh, each other in like a suicide sort of a fight sort of thing murder and suicide and but it was actually Jason Bourne that had done it that's a spoiler uh, and then the emotional plot of that film aside from all of the, like the conspiracy geopolitics and fighting is that he wants to get there and tell uh, Irene Irina Nesky that her parents didn't do that and that they were murdered and that he would want to know that anyway she um She's fit. That sounds pretty sexy. <laughs> In the description. It's a really weird explanation of why you fancy. <laughs> I love a woman who doesn't know why her parents died. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful note. Yeah. To, yeah. And uh, mine was Cameron Diaz and the Mask. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. yeah, fair enough. Actually, yeah, yeah. so basic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's an expert on crushes. <laughs> My other one was the, the clock that jumps out of his pocket in the mask. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mine was Lumiere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of There Will Be Film. If you want to hear more from Alistair and Margaret, please check out Margaret's podcast, Crushed, with Margaret Cabon-Smith. Margaret will be performing a live episode of her podcast in London on the 15th of September. And Alistair Beckett-King will be performing his show, The Interdimensional ABK, at the Leicester Square Theatre this Saturday and Sunday. You can also follow Alistair on YouTube and be sure to check out his latest book, Montgomery Bonbon, Murder at the Museum. Nathan Stewart and Heidi are all going to be performing at this year's Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Nathan, with his show, Present Tense, 
Heidi with her show, Finding Inner Peace That All Your Friends Will Envy, and Stuart with his show, Stuart Laws Is That Guy Still Going? Tickets are available now.